0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Diz Camp Podcast, where we discuss the most magical campground on Earth, Walt Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground and Resort, along with all things Disney and also RVing across the U.S. My name is Wade Stoudermeyer, and I'll be your host of the podcast. On today's podcast, I will give a trip my trip report of our family's first ever Disney cruise. So for Christmas, Santa Claus brought us a very special present in the form of a Disney Cruise. It was always something I'd wanted to do, but I wanted to make sure my girls were the right ages to be able to enjoy it. At ages three and a half and six and a half we decided to give the Disney Cruise a shot. For a family that every trip revolves around Fort Wilderness and just about every vacation in general is centered around RVing, this trip was a whole new world for us. I'm going to break down this Up into two separate podcasts. This podcast will be our will strictly be our trip report, and then I'll do an additional podcast on tips, tricks, and other first-timer mistakes that we made during our cruise. So we booked a four-night Bahamian cruise out of Port Canaveral, Florida, on the Disney Dream. Port Canaveral is about 50 miles east of Orlando, and we stayed, we drove down there. The night before the cruise left and we stayed at the Radisson right um, It was a couple miles away from the cruise port. And they had a uh, a cruise parking and a shuttle package that went along with the the stay at the hotel. So we checked in and they said, you know, are you going on the Disney cruise, the Disney dream that leaves?" Um, tomorrow and we said yes and they gave us a a time to load on the shuttle and you know they told us where to park and so it was pretty easy the checking in process was a lot easier than i thought it was something i was kind of worried about because you have so many bags and you know we're not used to bringing bags and checking bags and all that stuff um being that we camp everywhere and we just bring everything with us so the shuttle process was very easy. So if anybody's ever looking into something like that, I would definitely suggest the Radisson. So the morning bef- the morning we woke up, the kids were excited to go on the boat. But um, our shuttle time was at 1045. So we had a couple hours to kill before we loaded our shuttle. And we ran over to Cocoa Beach to let the kids see... The Atlantic Ocean. We uh, live right here on the Gulf Coast and we go to the Gulf of Mexico all the time. So, you know, they're used to the white sand and, uh, you know, it's just different when you're seeing the whole n- another ocean. So like the seashells that we're used to were a lot different and the sand obviously was a lot different. It's a lot darker and all that. So they thought that was cool. We only stayed about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, then we headed back and loaded the shuttle and the checking in process of the cruise like when we got to the cruise terminal was a little longer than I had anticipated Um, maybe it was because we were so excited to be there but it just seemed like it took a while Um, I think first time cruisers had to get in an extra line too so maybe if it's your second cruise it goes a little faster but Eventually we got through it, and you know the kids were just beyond excited. So as we went in, they announced your name on the boat. You know they said, "Welcome, Stoudemire family," Um, and they all kind of clap and do it up. And the kids just thought that was awesome, and it was a really cool way to start off our trip. So the first thing we did was our room wasn't quite ready, so we went up and got some lunch at Cabanas, um, and we checked out the whole. Uh, buffet they had and you know when you first get on it's like well you can eat as much as you want so of course you know Disney Cruise costs a little bit of money so I was going to try to eat my money's worth and you know I just went to town for lunch that day and um, after that the kids we took the kids swimming and then we uh, went to check on our room and it was ready we had a uh, stateroom on the 7th floor 7th deck And it had a veranda, so it was nice. Um, You know, it's tight quarters, but we're pretty much used to tight quarters because our travel trailer is not very big. So, you know, it didn't really bother us that much. Then we went to the safety meeting um, in the main uh, auditorium or whatever. It's like mandatory safety meeting that you go to, and it was pretty painless. It was not much to that. Then we headed off to dinner at the Royal Palace it was our first night. And we were introduced to our wait staff and everything, so it was it was good to meet them. Then that night we went to the Golden Mickeys, and yeah, the show was okay. It uh it was a little long and drawn out, and um it It had some technical difficulties as well, and I think like the they do like a a Tarzan routine maybe and that uh, took a little while to get everything going, so the the cruise director got out there and stalled and stalled and I mean he did as good as he could do, but you know, we weren't really there to hear him tell corny jokes, but he was trying to, you know, pass the time, but eventually it got a little old. And, you know, the show was it was okay. It wasn't the best. It was just all right. So the next day, I woke up pretty early. Um, or w- that night, we went back and ordered room service. And room service is no extra charge. All you have to do is tip the person who brings you the room service. So we got our snacks for that night and coffee for the next morning. So the next morning, I woke up and I used the fitness room. Um, it was pretty good it had a lot of uh machines and treadmills and everything so um, not a whole lot of free weights or anything and uh you know the I guess they keep the free weights to a minimum which I understand but um you know it had just about every machine that you would ever want and you know probably 15 treadmills you know maybe 16 um so you know there was always one open so that was that was that was good. So then as I was running on a treadmill, I noticed that the boat was pulling up to the port of Nassau. So I headed back to the room to get the girls, and we got up and ate breakfast. Then we had a princess meet and greet. Well, you know, we were in line to meet the princesses, and it was Cinderella, Tiana, Rapunzel... And Belle, I believe. And as we're waiting in line, um, my six-year-old, who normally like loves the princesses, she didn't seem as enthusiastic. And I thought maybe because it was in the morning, she's not the biggest morning person, but um, my three-year-old started to get really into it. And normally she's a little reserved. I mean, she always likes the princesses, but she's never been one to like, really talk. Well, so when it was their turn to go... The princesses on the cruise, they spend a long time talking to to the kids because you have like a scheduled meet and greet and they, they go above and beyond the normal character meet and greet. They really spend a lot of time with your kids. And my six-year-old, you know, she was just there and not really saying a whole lot. And my three-year-old started, you know, just talking to them and showing them her dress of the pictures of them and showing them everything and... Um, It was actually Mardi Gras Day, and we're from Mobile, and we celebrate Mardi Gras. And she was talking to Tiana, who is from New Orleans, about Mardi Gras, which was pretty cool. Um, So it's an interesting dynamic that my six-year-old, who's just grown up loving princesses, and I mean, all Disney has always been about princesses to her, is kind of transitioning out of it, which I knew the day was coming that eventually the characters weren't going to be as cool as they were to her. Um, And my three-year-old is starting to be all about the princesses. So it's an interesting thing watching those two kind of switch places. Um, So that's one of my fondest memories from our first time we ever stayed at Fort Wilderness was when we went... And my my six-year-old, she was only two and a half at the time, and she met Rapunzel. And it was one of the best memories I ever have from our Disney vacations. So the older she's got, the more she's kind of gotten out of the princesses. But that's okay. I knew the time was coming. We still got one that still enjoys them. So anyway, so the Bahamas, it was time to get off the boat on the Bahamas and we were told that maybe you should choose to stay on the boat and the boat wasn't going to be as crowded, maybe go swimming, maybe do some activities on the boat instead of getting off on Nassau. And me and my wife had been to the Bahamas a good bit, so we kind of knew the whole deal. And my six-year-old though, she you know, realized that she was in another country sort of and You know, she really wanted to get out and see, and she just had seen it on commercials and all that. So, um, she wanted to get off, so we were going to show her the Bahamas. So, we got off, and um, I didn't sign up for any excursion or anything. I wasn't real sure about what was going to happen. So, I just chose not to put any money in the excursions this time around. So I looked online and before we left and I did some research and there's a place called Junkano Beach and it's about a mile away from the cruise terminal and it's free. You know, you don't pay any money besides, you know, the drink or foods or whatever you get. So we walked that way and as we're walking, you could kind of see the look on my daughter's face that the Bahamas wasn't exactly what she was expecting. You know, there's a bunch of people coming up to you asking if you want to get your hair braided, if you want to come in the shop, if you need a taxi ride, you know, the whole deal. And that that sort of thing doesn't bother me and my wife because we, you know, we'll just tell somebody no and just go about our way and like, no thanks. And that's fine. Like, it doesn't bother us. But, you know, I think that it wasn't what my six year old had expected, but that's okay. We had to show her. Um, so we got to John Beach and I bought a package at the bar and it was, it was okay for the price. I mean, you know, you're used to Disney World price drinks and all that. And, you know, you go to a Bahamas bar and you can get probably three times as many drinks for what you would pay at Disney. So that was all good. And, um, we hung out at the beach and water was a little cold cause it was February, but You know, we kind of expected that. Um, So we did that for the day, and then, you know, they were kind of ready to head back. The weather was just unbelievable. It was probably 80 degrees and uh, sunny, and it was awesome. So we got back to the boat and had dinner at Animator's Palette Restaurant, which that's probably my favorite restaurant we ate at. It was a... I just like the atmosphere. You know, it was, you know, more kid-friendly. Kid um, we don't go to very many restaurants as a family, so our kids don't really sit very well. So they kind of need something to entertain them. And, you know, it was very loud in there, and then they have, like, a little show with the uh, Crush and the Nemo characters and all that, so they really like that. It was interactive, and they, like, announce your name and all that. It's pretty cool. Um, and after dinner, we went to the show called believe and it was awesome that was the best show there was the whole time um, it like has the true like Disney feel you know the, the magic the you know it incorporates the characters and you know believing in magic and you know all that it was a uh, very cool show so after that we went back to our room and got we were greeted by a towel person. Uh, they made a person out of our—I think it was our blanket. Actually, they made a like a, a person who was wearing um, one of our sunglasses, one of our pairs of sunglasses. Which the kids—I mean—they thought that was the funniest thing. Um, so they really liked that. It's you know little things like that that just kind of make it the whole the whole experience worthwhile for them. So then we ordered our room service and called it a night. The next day was our castaway key day this turned out to be my favorite day um we went to the beach kind of got us a spot um it's kind of a little overwhelming like we didn't know what was a good spot what wasn't but I think that I think everywhere is a good spot like I don't think that there's you know it's just not a crowded area because you know you're the only people on the island so um you know, it, it didn't really make that big of a difference. We're used to beaches where you got to kind of fight for your spot and all that, but there was none of that here. It was pretty laid back. Um, I ended up snorkeling. Um, we brought snorkels with us and that was really cool. They have, you know, like a snorkeling area and you could dive down and, uh, there's like sunken boats that they've put down there and uh from i think it's the odyssey or you know all that and uh there's one there's like a mickey mouse down there that you can go scuba dive and there's you know all kind of fish i saw a bunch of snapper and all kind of things like that um so then we went to cookies the restaurant which we weren't even sure that Uh, the food was included on the aisle we we were expecting to pay for lunch Um, we just never thought about it and then we kind of saw people with food and they just had their plates just absolutely full of food and my wife says well I think that that's probably included those people wouldn't have that much food if you know they were paying for it out of pocket so sure enough the um, cookies is a you know it's a quick service um, barbecue kind of meal, but it was good, you know, and it was just a relief not to pay for something, you know, whenever you find out that something's included in your your trip, that's kind of a plus when you're expecting to pay for it. Um, then we headed over to the whale dig. It was uh, on the activities sheet and we didn't really know what it was and we showed up and there was only one other family there, and they—you're like around like a, a whale skeleton, and you dig around and you find the bones. Well, then all of a sudden, uh, Mickey came out in his archaeologist outfit, I guess, so archaeologist Mickey, and he dug around and found bones with us, and our kids had <clears throat> had Mickey Mouse all to themselves, which. I thought was pretty cool. You know, it's very rare that you get Mickey Mouse, you know, all to yourself for, I mean, 20 or 30 minutes with, uh, you know, just one other family. So, you know, they could take as many pictures as they wanted. My three-year-old's still not too sure of the uh, costume characters. She likes the face characters, but not the ones in the costume, so... As long as Mickey kind of kept his distance, she was all right. But and he he did a good job of you know waving to her from across the the, the whale dig site. So that was cool. And then um, a six year old went into Scuttle's Cove for a little while. We didn't really know how she would do with that, but um, she did fine. And you know she just kind of got bored and just wanted to leave, so she didn't stay too long. <clears throat> then we headed over to spring a which was the little um, splash pad area. It's like a fountain kind of area. And it was good. The, uh, my three-year-old really liked it. I mean, she was running around crazy. So that's a good little thing for the little kids. So we stayed as long as we could stay on Castaway Key. Once again, the weather was unbelievable. Probably 82 degrees, you know, light breeze. Uh, just awesome weather. And that night was our pirate night. So, we dressed all dressed up as a family of pirates. And, um, you know, we did the whole thing. We were probably one of the more decked out families there was. You know, a lot of people just, you know, there's all all kind of things. But some people just throw on a hat or an eye patch or something. We did the whole costumes. So, we were decked out from head to toe and we went to Animator's Palette again uh, this time it wasn't as interactive they didn't do the show the with the Nemo characters because it was pirate night and they had like a pirate menu and everything was pirate themed and the waitstaff was uh, they were decked out in pirate outfits too so then we went up for the pirate deck show, and that was a good show. It was like a it's like a stage show on the like the pool deck, and my kids really liked it. We were able to get up right to the front, and they I mean they thought it was awesome. It has Captain Hook and all that stuff, and it was good. Um, we were gonna try to make it to the fireworks at sea, but I think they were at like 10:30 or something, 10:55 I think actually. And my kids just were not going to make that. So we went back to the room and they were asleep within 10 minutes of being there. So we ordered our room service and that was it for that night. I actually headed out my college basketball team that I like, Auburn, was playing Kentucky that night. So I went to the... The sports bar that down on deck four, I think it's called like 612 or 512 or something like that. It's three numbers. I can't remember exactly. But um, I watched the game there, and there's a few other couples there. And right before the fireworks, the bartender told me to go out there, and you could see the fireworks from the, I think it's the port side of the boat and he said that you you you'll you'll be able to see them very well from there and he said it's probably one of the better places to watch the fireworks because the deck 11 gets really really crowded so i did that and you know you, they piped in the music so i could hear the music from the show and the fireworks were awesome which you know all disney fireworks are awesome so that was cool you could see the boats off in the distance i guess i don't know if they were other cruise boats or barges or freight liners or something but you could see them and i wonder if they kind of schedule being around that time for the fireworks so the next day was our day at sea and we had a frozen meet and greet in the morning with anna and elsa <clears throat> and once again the character interactions were awesome uh you know they just spend a lot of time and you never feel like you're rushed as you know, and I understand at Disney World, they've got a lot of people to see. So they kind of, they'll, they'll talk to you for a second, but then, you know, kind of keep it moving. But they'll talk to you as long as you want them to on the cruise because they just, there's not as many people, not as much demand for the characters meet and greets, I guess. So after that, um, me and my six-year-old, we did the on-ship detective agency, which is pretty cool. And it's good to do, especially if you have a couple hours. Um, You start on deck two, I believe, and you get clues and you kind of figure out who committed the crime or whatever. And um, some of the paintings or the pictures on the walls are interactive and you kind of swipe your card that you get. Kind of like the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom kind of thing. And... You know, you go up and down the boat all over the place. It's it's a lot of walking, and it takes a little while. But uh, it, that that's the kind of stuff that my six-year-old really likes. So after that, we figured out who committed the crime, and I think they're all different. All the stories are different. I think the Evil Queen did something in ours. So after that, we went to we went swimming at the pool and the kids like that it was very crowded i guess the you know being nice weather and the day at sea it's it's going to be very very crowded um but all of a sudden i realized that the aqueduct line got really short or relatively speaking it had been all the way down the stairs and i noticed that it was shorter than i would seen it in a while so I decided I was just going to run up there and do it um, while the line was short. I figured it was now or never. So I did it, and it was all right. It, uh, you know, I probably don't really have the urge to do it again, but it was it was good. I mean, it's got a, two quick moments, and then it kind of goes pretty slow around the deck. Um, so then uh, my daughter got her hair braided, and she'd seen a bunch of other kids with their hair braided and you know it's one, another one of those things where I figured you know okay she's getting her hair braided here comes another $30 or whatever it is but it's actually only a $1.50 a braid I think and she only got two braids so it was only like $3 or it might have been two fifty a braid I can't remember but anyway it was less than $10 for two braids and once again, when you expect something to be a certain amount of money and it's way less than that amount of money, that is always a good thing. So that night we had dinner in the Enchanted Garden and that was good. Um, the wait staff we had was awesome and it was our last night and you know we gave them a little bit extra money um, because they had done such a good job. We got to know our waiter and the assistant really well. Um, And my three-year-old actually interacted with the assistant. Her name was Pim, and I think she was from Japan, maybe, Korea, something like that. And she told us. I forgot. And they interacted, and it was really awesome to see because, once again, she's pretty shy most of the time. But um, occasionally she'll you know, latch on to people and like open up to them and they were playing and you know, they hugged and they kind of kitted around a lot, you know, back and forth. So they really liked each other. And it was, um, you know, after the whole cruise was over, it was kind of sad that you weren't going to see Pim anymore. So, um, that's kind of something we talked about in our first meal off the boat. It's like, well, we don't have Pim around anymore. So, they do a good job of getting to know your family, and they—they uh, they really did. It was really awesome to see. So that night, after dinner, we—the pre—one of the previous nights we had gone to one of the game shows for just a minute, and the game show was called "How Well Do You Know Your Family." Well, we kind of showed up late, and we sat in the back, and they kind of picked some some girls and... or some kids and their their dads. And Adeline, my six-year-old, you know, we kind of sat in the back and me and her kind of answered the questions. And, you know, you answer... like, they'll ask a question and you guess what the other person would say. So she, you know, we sat in the back, you know, and she really liked it and we kind of had fun, you know, answering the questions. So this night, she asked... My wife and I, if they were doing that game again, so we looked on the uh, navigator that you know kind of tells you the schedule, and she said, and we were like, yeah, they're they are doing it again." and she looked at us and she said, "Well, I'm gonna do it, and this time I'm gonna get picked and my six year old is pretty reserved like she's not very outgoing, you know, she's very sweet, very kind, but she kind of keeps to herself and She likes to kind of blend in with the crowd and doesn't really enjoy the spotlight most of the time. So, you know, we said, okay, well, you know, maybe you'll get picked, maybe you won't, you know. um, Because they kind of gauge all the kids on how they act when they ask for volunteers. You know, if they're going to be a willing participant. So we went in there and we kind of sat towards the front and... We kept bracing and we're like, you know, we're not not if you don't get picked, you know, don't get upset, it's fine, no big deal. Well, as soon as they asked for volunteers, Adeline, my six year old, just went absolutely crazy. I mean, she jumped up and down, you know, just went nuts. And she was the first or second person picked. You know, they picked four or five. And she was the first or second one picked, so sure enough she got picked. She told us she was gonna get picked and she got picked. So here we were. It was me and her up on stage um, in front of a, a bar of people full of people and I didn't really know how it was gonna go and you know it's fine for me I don't mind being up there in front of everybody but she's always been the more reserved and she did absolutely awesome so they have to like write on the board like on a, like a magic uh, erase board the answers and all that and she asked the the host, you know, if she was having trouble spelling something, she would ask how to spell this, and um, she even drew a picture one time. Like, you know, she asked the question was, "What does your dad do for a job?" And I own a landscaping company, and she wrote landscaping and drew a picture of a tree and all that stuff. So she did really awesome, and we actually got all the way to the end, and we tied with another family. So we had to do a tiebreaker, which in the end was rigged because they asked who the host assistant was, what what the name of the host assistant was. Well, I didn't remember that. And the guy happened to be standing behind me with a name tag and the person that we were going against just read the name tag, but they were standing behind me. So it was funny. I mean, it was fine. So it was, the whole deal was really the mo- the most The thing I take away the most from it was my six-year-old, you know, coming out and that kind of gives her the opportunity to, you know, be in the spotlight and do that, you know, and something she said she was going to do and she did it. So it was really awesome to see. So they're both of my kids are kind of growing up and it's kind of fun to watch the interactions, you know, and that's kind of what Disney does. It kind of gets them comfortable and, you know, lets them get out there so after that we stayed for the magic show which was really awesome Um, I think it's like an independent magician I mean he kept trying to sell his DVDs and all that so um, it was good and it was one of the magicians that incorporated a lot of jokes so it was very funny plus entertaining Um, and that was the last night so we headed back to our room and Ordered room service one last time, got our coffee and our cookies and all that, and woke up the next morning and had to get off the boat, and it was pretty sad for the kids. Luckily, we surprised them with a one-day trip to the Magic Kingdom. Um, We didn't go that day we got off the boat. We went to Orlando. We drove from Port Canaveral to Orlando and my daughters went to the American Girl Doll store that day. We stayed one night and then got up the next morning and went to Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> so that kinda helped curb the disappointment getting off the boat was we did give them something that I had read that whenever you get off a Disney cruise the the letdown is pretty pretty brutal. So we decided to do one day at the Magic Kingdom so it kinda gave them something to look forward to. Still, it was sad to get off the boat because it, uh, it's something that, you know, overall the Disney cruise like was we had pretty high expectations, but it surpassed our expectations, which is pretty awesome. Uh, my wife is hooked. Uh, she, <coughs> you know, joins. It looks at message boards now, Disney Cruise message boards and all that, and it's talking about when are we going to go again, and it's trying to book our next trip and all that. So something that kind of started out as my idea has now come to be my wife's idea. It um, The Disney Cruise just incorporates the Disney magic and service and all that with a tropical beach vacation, which kind of brings everything our family enjoys together. So it was really the best of both worlds. So that was our Disney cruise trip, our very first, and probably won't be our last if my wife has anything to say about it. And me too, I, I, I look forward to going back, I mean it was truly awesome. Now let's get to our quick camping tip of the day. Today's quick camping tip of the day is to bring rocks to paint and leave behind. Recently there's been a trend of painting rocks and leaving them in campgrounds and other public places. We always try to look for them, and occasionally, if we have time, paint some with a slogan or picture or whatever and leave behind. So that's kind of a good activity to do with your kids if, you know, while camping there's always downtime and, you know, something you can do outside at the picnic table or whatever. It's just to paint some rocks and leave them behind and kind of carry on the trend, and it's pretty cool, and leave them for the next family to find. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Podcast for all news about Fort Wilderness, Disney, and camping tips. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, to share a trip review or discuss a topic Fort Wilderness or camping related, email me at DizCampPodcast at Yahoo.com. That will be it for episode 11. I'll see you at the fort. i and that's what you know. Time to be moving along. Time to be moving along. He's looking for a little more adventure. I'm heading for a little bit of fun now. He's hoping for a little more excitement. Time to be moving along. It's time to be moving along. Time to be moving along.